3: They stole it, just like I knew they would. Somebody stole the little nipple, Bob.
0: No, your nipple was somewhere. It always is somewhere, Joe. No. You come on here, and you complain about your nipple a lot. I leave
3: a nipple here, somebody goes away with my nipple.
0: No. Thieves. It's in your It's in your bag. Nipple you're just thieves. a little rushed today. Calm down. Take a sip of coffee, and let's go.
3: No coffee for me, Bob. <laughs> and, uh, and you're still know. losing weight. Yeah. You're well, eviscerating yourself. I'm at least, uh, I'm at least uh, well, no thanks to you. You keep telling me I'm going to go back to my old ways. Everyone does. But you know what? I'm using you as motivation. I went home to Buffalo this weekend to visit my folks, and that brings up anxiety, and then I want to eat my feelings. And I right when I was going to have a peanut cluster uh, at my dad's <laughs> pa- apartment, I thought, Bob, this is what Bob said would happen. Things come up, and I will
0: relapse. Yeah, I don't so wish that on you, but I'm just you're telling you—it's just giving me motivation. Well, good. I'm glad I can help you that way. Yes. I just try to mix in a salad once in a while. That's my only strategy when it comes to weight. Uh, I'm never going to lose what I have. Not that I want to. I've been relatively—I've uh, <laughs> been relatively <laughs> same weight I, for the, you know, give or take five or ten pounds. So I just try to do the same things every day. And when I feel like I'm overeating, I mix in a salad.
3: That's good. When yeah, you're that's a healthy it. man. But it's every, it's every person for themselves here. And I have to do what I have to do. And I would appreciate your encouragement. But actually, you're motivating me. Hold on. I'm changing Crowley's mic. He's the one that stole my nipple. Why don't you entertain the masses, Bob?
0: Yes, Joe Starkey has reached into his um, germaphobe bag and changed. Uh, these are not nipples. What are you changing now? These are the, I don't know what they're called. They're
3: called I don't know what they're called. I don't know what they're, they're little called little styrofoam yeah. things that go over the mic. How are you, Bob?
0: I'm wonderful, Joe. How are you? It's a beautiful Monday morning in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You know, we're here for another day.
3: I still miss Ron, I realize. This yeah, I night. was just
0: texting with him this morning.
3: Why is this happening? I didn't think I'd miss him at all. Instead, it's
0: increasingly. No did, I asked him if he went to the Fort Myers game yesterday because Derek Shelton asked him to. And he didn't go. A he lot said, of
3: people asked him to. Yeah, and he didn't go. No. He, he went said, to I've seen pool. enough games.
0: Yeah. So he's enjoying the sun. He said it's going to be 75 degrees today, and he's going to chill out, and that's good.
3: I went to Domenico's Friday night. That's how much I miss Mom. Uh, oh, miss mom. I was going to say Mom, how much I miss Mom. <laughs> that's how much I miss Ron. That's a good place. I went place. to Domenico's. I took my wife.
0: Yep. I'm going gonna, gonna to go out there, too. Uh, we had a good time on the night we sent him off. Ron's was, pic photo is still up over the bar. Well, it should be there forever.
3: It's like the ghost of Ron. He used to sit in the same seat. I mean, it was – when I say it was like cheers – I'm not exaggerating. All the different eccentric characters, including Ron, the, you know, long time, there's the longtime sports writer radio guy who sits at the end of the bar mm-hmm. all the time. And then everybody cri- well, you're there when he passed out the little things of whiskey, yeah, were you? The little things and then everybody of cried. Notably Ron.
0: <laughs> he had a good send off, so I'm sure he's still thinking about those days that week.
3: <clears throat> Nelly, how are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking, Joe. You're welcome. Bob, have you said hi to Nelly and asked about his
0: You well-being? confuse me with all your nicknames, though. I get thrown yeah. off once a while. This one's an easy Nelly one. Nelly is not, the, that, that doesn't make sense to me.
4: Doesn't do it for It you? does,
3: yeah. Nope. Charles Nelson Riley, shortened to Nelly. His name's Charles. I, I mean, understand that's pretty that. easy. Just you you understood
0: I like that.
4: I've been called bourgeois before.
0: Bourgeois.
3: Bob, there's a lot of news here as we present Off the Top, brought to you by J.P. Roofing and Siding. We have all kinds of treats today. We're going to talk about certainly this Brian Russ situation and the Mason Cole situation, and the treats are just overflowing. But you know where I wanted to start? Because I just read it. Peter King copied Ron. Did you see that I saw that this morning,
0: yes. Yes, yes, he did and he uh, said forty four years and I, I read the piece and 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 in it he described what I think a lot of people go through no matter what the career you're in forty four years he said I just found myself not as interested in doing what I've been doing I just lost interest in doing it basically and when you do it every you know this this can be a very stressful business when you have deadlines and things and you guys know. Writing columns all the time. It could be a challenge when there's there's a dry week, there's nothing going on, and yet you're required to do it. So Are we
3: next, Ron? I mean, Bob.
0: No, you're far away. You have so many years ahead of you. It's a new show. It's called The Joe Show. Where are you going?
3: Not for long, and there seems oh. to be a lot of intrigue as to who's gonna join me, doesn't there?
0: Yes, there is. Maybe you could, Bob. I told you. You know, that's for now, Monday is I can't. I, I got Mondays a full Fridays, boat, Bob, I a, least I got a full boat going day. on. No, I can't. You said you don't do anything on Fridays. That's my one of my days off. What do you want me to do? Work. Call my wife. You can negotiate that deal Sacrifice with her. Sacrifice
3: your Saturday show and work Fridays no, with me. No, I
0: like Saturdays. I, I, I get a kick because out of Saturdays. No,
3: because nobody comes after you on that show, like Ron and I. No, that's not years. true.
0: I just like talking to people, and it's just like a free two hours of sitting at the bar. At Dominico's or anywhere else and just talking. So I like that. But you never know down the road, Joe.
3: Well, of course, down the road, we're both going to be done, Bob. <laughs> we're going to be cooked like a Thanksgiving no. turkey.
0: Do you have? Do you actually think of retirement? You shouldn't. No. You're too young to no, do it. No,
3: once you start thinking about it, you're retired. Isn't Pretty that much. I think Nola that's, that's what uh, Peter King was saying this morning. Well, let's take a look at his place in the pantheon of great football writers. He's up there.
0: I don't always agree oh, with that, him. I don't always agree with him. You don't have to, but that's part of the you know the thing that draws you to him is that he will speak his mind. He's very thorough, has a lot of relationships. And to me, that's always the thing that I look at more than anyone else uh, or anything else. It's the relationships you build based on the trust of your position. Right. You Because know, today it's too easy not to have that at all. Uh, athletes have changed. I think there's so much media out there. That's changed. Back in the day, you could create those relationships, and those relationships are what get you information. So he did it very well.
3: Dr. Z's up there, Paul Zimmerman, remember Uh, him? Yeah, the
0: late Dr. Z.
3: Who else springs to mind of great football writers? Because the reason I wouldn't ask this about other sports, because football is just by far, no pun intended, the king of, of all sports in America, by far. Yeah. So all of us are constantly consuming as much football information and opinion as we can. Who comes to mind for you, Bob?
0: that's a good question because those two are up there on the list. Um, Oh, geez. I'm thinking baseball now. I have a bunch of baseball people that I often (laughs) look at that way. Uh, Give me some time. I'll think about it.
3: Mike Sando is one that Peter King actually mentioned. But as far as the legendary, those are current ones. As far as legendary ones. Those two are at the top of the list for me.
0: Rick Riley was all, always on. He, he didn't always good. write. Yeah, uh, he was great. He wrote a lot of things, but I always liked his point of view.
3: In his prime, he was incredible. Right. And this column was great. It seems like these are coming along more often, Bob. Everybody's retiring. That's what it feels like it's right the now. circle
0: of life. We all go through it. What
3: are you going to do? The John, He tells the story of the John Madden bus in Kearney, Nebraska, September of 1990. <laughs> and how Madden loved to take the bus across the country. Did you ever interview Madden? Did you know him at all? A couple
0: times, yes. Very superstitious, didn't like flying, Like that bus. That bus was one of those things people look forward to whenever they were coming into town. It's when is oh, his was bus great. getting in there?
3: Would you take a bus trip across the country with Ron and I?
0: Yeah, actually, I think I would. 55 hours,
3: 3,016 miles is what the Madden bus did on this particular day with Peter King. Let's plan that, shall we?
0: yeah and make some nice stops the the nice thing about driving is you can control what you're doing you're not being told you got to go here connect run to this gate do that and you're there and you forget the journey is the biggest part of those so the fun is stopping see some place you want to eat hey well that looks like a cool place let's go and eat and we'll talk about it and drink and drink ron
3: would drink for 55 straight hours i think
0: <laughs> He's not driving, though, is he? No, 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 no. It
3: would be me and you behind the wheel. Uh, One thing that King always had, too, was great access, right? And doesn't that that make the job much, much better and easier, Bob? Like, when I think of reporting and writing, I can write the greatest story in the world, but if I have Mario Lemieux on the record, it doesn't matter what the hell I write. It's Mario Lemieux on the record. You know what I mean? He would go out and visit Tom Brady in Montana, after a Super Bowl, remember that story? Sure. Access,
0: but it comes with the relationship building. And yes. again, to me, it was a lot easier uh, several years ago than it is right now because now you have to deal with um, you know a front line of security, front line of people that they all surround themselves with. It never used to be like that. And I For sure. It, and, and your trust is is how you you uh, elevated yourself in the business too because then people knew that they could trust you. They would talk to you. If you burn them once, that word gets around very quickly, and you any access you may have goes away real quick.
3: I mean, he did the, the legwork. I remember I used to visit every training camp in the AFC North. I used to go to Georgetown, Kentucky for the Bengals, Westminster for the Ravens, Berea, Ohio for the Browns. So I used to make that whole tour, and it was great. And, man, I would see him there long before other people were there and long after them just working, developing relationships, Mm -hmm. you know? That's what it's all about. It's not not just putting a mic in front of somebody's face. It's about developing a rapport, you know, where where, where you can just talk. Mm -hmm. And then later on, when you have the mic and the notebook, it's much more relaxed. So he goes out to visit Brady. And this was after the Super Bowl, after the great comeback against the Falcons. And Brady said to him, feel my arm which might seem like an odd start to the conversation, Bob, right? So King did, and he said it wasn't like a rock. It was pliable. And Brady said, strength is important to do the job, but how much strength do you need? You need muscle pliability, long, soft muscles in order to be durable. I know how to be durable. I want to put myself in position to be able to withstand the crash before I get in the car. And he always did. How about that? Yeah. His 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 interesting sort of offbeat training regimens. And when you saw Brady in the locker room, like without a shirt on and stuff, just walking around, it was like, how does this guy survive? He he was like, was Benjamin Button the guy who was old and got younger? Am I, I right about yeah, that? I think Nelly? so. Yes. Yeah. He was like that. Yeah. I saw the I saw well, the dude at twenty six. <laughs>
0: And, and he, and he, he looked got, younger he and in
3: better shape at 40. I swear he did.
0: But this, uh, to, to localize that, Troy Polamala with his deal with Marinovich and how he trained, too. Yes. A lot of people got on him about not doing stuff here, but he did it there, and he did it his way, what he thought was important for his body. And I think you see more of that going on. For he, sure.
3: I agree It with doesn't that. always
0: have to be the biggest bulk. In fact, if you do that, you tend to put yourself in a worse position because it could snap real quick and then muscle... All of a sudden, you got issues with tears and everything else.
3: And here's another thing about inside access. Listen to this. I think people forget that the Super Bowl literally came down to one play before the winning touchdown. It was fourth and one at their own 34 in overtime. If San Fran makes a stop there, they win the Super Bowl. This is the kind of access and ability to, you know, siphon through information that that made Peter King. God bless you, Bob. Thank you, Joe. That made him what he was. Listen to this. So it's fourth and one. They call timeout. The Super Bowl's on the line. He's asking Patrick Mahomes this in a phone interview. How did that play happen? What happened in the huddle? Mahomes tells him we were going through our plays. We're trying to decide if we want to run or pass. I was thinking of passes because I wanted to have the ball in my hand. But MVS, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Came into the huddle and was like, let's go with slide tease," which is wild, Mahomes said, because it's not even a play designed for him. It's designed for Kelsey or Rasheed Rice. And when he said it, it clicked to me. I was like, that's it. It's perfect. King says, what does it mean? He said, it's a bootleg where I fake a run and get on the perimeter. He's got Kelsey sliding across. And he did. He's got got Rasheed Rice sliding across after that. And he told Reed, if it's not there, I'm going to run for it. How many times have we been just incredibly infuriated with the Steelers? Because remember with Canada, I'm trying to remember a specific instance where he had no back next to him, something like that. So, so their their options are so limited. One
0: or two, and it turned out to be fourth and or they turned the ball over, loss of five, right? Or even third and short. Turns out to be fourth and long because they called some ridiculous play that didn't make sense.
3: Now I get it. They don't have Patrick Mahomes, and neither does anybody else. But the play call itself had tons of options.
0: Possibilities.
3: And yep. maybe more importantly, had somebody weighing in whose, whose opinion counted. I mean, the word was with Canada that it was a dictatorship even during the week, not very inclusive. So I think that's very instructive, but it's also just interesting, isn't it? That oh, that's I how that it's. play came about.
0: But it's also a trust level they have in one another. And, and the fact that he wasn't involved in the play and he called it because he knew it would be six, And it was. It was. When you, whenever you have fourth down and one, to me, the best play call, if it's not a quarterback sneak, when you have a guy who's capable of doing it over and over and you know the success rate is high, yeah. it's options. You have to give yourself options in case. That's it. It can't be just one specific That's thing, and if they stop too. it, you're done. And
3: But it's also make sure on this play that the best player on the field has the ball. I remember it was yeah. a play at Syracuse a long time ago, a fourth down in a pit loss where Tyler Palko, the, the play call wasn't for it was for him to hand off on a fourth down. It's like, come on. just I, I can go home and look at myself in the mirror and live with that and get to sleep if I let my best player make right. the decision.
0: Not on that. When you have a bootleg and a guy who's as capable of Mahomes or any really fleet-footed quarterback taking on, whether it's a linebacker, <clears throat> even a defensive back coming up, you're going to get a yard or more almost every time.
3: You know what the game of Peter King's career was, Bob?
0: Super Bowl in Arizona? Nope. Uh, God bless you. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't
3: January have. January 3rd, 1993, Orchard Park, New York.
0: Oh. Buffalo Bills 41, Houston 38. What a comeback. Frank Reich and the, and the people who 35 thought they were to, dead at halftime.
3: Everybody left the building. He must have some great stories about Or a lot of people. I shouldn't say everybody. Frank Reich told Peter King, this was recently, just the other day, looking back on the game. He said, at halftime, we're down 28-3. I feel this hand on my shoulder as I'm walking down the tunnel. It's Marv Levy. He says, and I swear, Frank, you led the greatest comeback in college history. Now you're going to lead the greatest comeback in NFL history. Because Reich had done that with Maryland. How about that, Bob? Huh?
0: Yeah, that was amazing. Did you, eh, you was, don't it sound, was it, you don't it sound was a 28, about that was it 28, well, well it was may, 35, 35. Right 35 after that, three. he threw a pick six. Right, it was 35 to three, yes. which was the biggest deficit. Amazing. And then he came back with
3: four touchdown passes. Where were you that day? At Sam Nover's house?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You're asking me something, I don't remember that. <laughs> I remember watching it, thinking, "Holy cow, this is actually going to happen." It I was the greatest away, game in NFL history. And then I flicked back once I saw a couple of scores. I'm thinking, eh, "They're making this interesting." Kind of reminded me, in a playoff version, of what we saw when was it Tennessee that went to Kansas City and had them down 21 to nothing really quickly, or was it was that what I'm thinking about? It was a uh, Tennessee against
3: San Diego la- or against the Chargers last, last year, year in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that was, it was a, 27-7 at the half.
0: Oh no, it was Houston and Kansas City the one I'm thinking about. Remember? With Bill O'Brien as, as the head coach, they played in a play. Wasn't it that? there was like 21 early in the it game. It might have been, yeah. yeah. I don't remember. You don't see many of those kinds of comebacks, though, for sure.
3: All right, Bob. There's a couple of other little games I want to play with you later about that. Uh, Peter King talking about the favorite people that he ever interviewed. And least favorite. I want to ask you such questions later if you would care to indulge. But in the meantime... We have Penguin talk, and we have Brian Rust injured, and we have uh, a week of games to look at since Kyle Dubas spoke, or at least a couple games since he spoke anyway. Let's do that next and talk about the trade deadline, which is right around the corner, and whether these games in which the Penguins got five out of six points, they won the last two, whether they mean anything to you, whether you think they should mean anything to Dubas, who is monitoring this team, and letting them tell him whether he should either bring in people at the deadline or get rid of them. Let's talk about that. Coming up, 412-928-9370. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peter's Township. Visit him at SouthHillsKia.net. Edgar Snyder & Associates fan text line, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. And the time right now, Bob, is ten twenty one. And 41 seconds. Now 42 seconds. Now 43 seconds. Doesn't time go by too fast?
0: Yes, we're heading into March, Joe.
3: Everybody's retiring. You. My kid's getting ready practically for college. Yeah. She's at the and end of her sophomore faster. year. Everybody's gone. Everything changes. Everything gets worse.
0: This is why you will eat more than you have in the past, and your diet will disappear. Thank you. And you'll revert back to the old Joe Starkey, not the new Joe Starkey. This is what happens. I'll remember.
3: I'm trying that. to motivate you. Next time, trying I'm trying to motivate you. Next time, I'm one-on-one with a peanut cluster. I'm going <laughs> to remember that, Bob. Thank you for motivating me. The time right now is now ten twenty-two and nineteen seconds. Now twenty seconds. Now twenty-one seconds. Brought to you by Gina Petro of Remax Select Realty. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the NBA on FanDuel because. Things aren't happening as I thought they would last night. First of all, I thought that the Warriors were going to have a great game against the Nuggets, and they were up by 15, and then it all went south. Then it all went south on them. They should have played Steph Curry more, so I can't guarantee minutes. I can't do that, and right now he's in a little bit of a slump. But Jokic, I'm not telling you anything you don't know with him. Uh, Go over on everything, every single night. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Starkey and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. 21 plus and present in Pennsylvania. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
3: The Penguins are sort of hanging around, sort of hanging around, I'll say, Bob. But these last two games, I wasn't overly impressed. Great. They got the two points. They needed the two points. I appreciate that. They also had teams that had played the day before. They had the very unusual situation of waiting at home on a team that had played the day before.
0: In a tough game. You know, the Rangers played, and they had one nine in a row, ten in a row, and the Flyers played a good game that day.
3: Right, very but, emotional game they played. And Montreal had a very tough game, I believe. Was it at Boston before they came mm-hmm. here the day before? So you, you got to win those games. But the Penguins' situation, I suppose, looks a tiny bit better. They're ahead of the Islanders, at least based on points percentage, because they're tough tied with 60 points, but they played 55. The Islanders have played 57. The Penguins have games in hand. They do. They're still chasing down the Flyers for third. I think it's realistic they could catch the Flyers. The problem is the Devils and Capitals are in between those two. And then they're nine behind the Lightning, who have now won two in a row.
0: Ten behind Detroit, which is much better than I thought they would be.
3: And they have five games in hand on the Lightning, which is a lot. This West Coast trip Man, I can't imagine there's been too many more potentially significant Western Canada trips than the one that's about to happen, really in the history of the franchise, I'll be honest with you. It's right at the trade deadline. You have a GM who allegedly hasn't made up his mind about this team yet and is waiting to see what happens. All right, so the Penguins, since Duba spoke, of taking care of business here with a couple wins. Let's see what they do on this trip. I'm not particularly encouraged by what has happened, just for the reasons I said, Bob. The teams they played played the day before. I don't even think the Penguins played very well. So why would I be strongly encouraged by that? However, there is a little tiny thing I am encouraged about. A week ago, around a week ago, after they lost to the Kings 2-1, I said it's time to open up the spigots, that there's a misconception that somehow a low-scoring Close game is less risky than a high-scoring close game. Play offense, go score, turn people loose, give up more chances, get more chances, and I feel like that's happened in the last week. I don't know if it's good or bad,
0: but I think it might be their best chance. They got over four goals in three straight games, and that hasn't happened all year. With the Islander game, now they lost that game, um, but then you had the Montreal game, and then the one yesterday, and I, you know, that seven-six game. To your point, to me, it was not a very well-played game. Too many opportunities. Uh, again, shorthanded goal, given up, sloppiness at times. But they got two points out of it. And, and, and I had the same feeling you did. I thought, given the fact that the Flyers had played such a hard game the day before, that the Penguins would come out and really take it to them early and make this a non-eventful uh, game, uneventful game. And instead, it was them who scored first, they kept battling back, and that's still a trend that bothers me from the Penguins. Every time they get leads, they they give them back right up quickly. They don't even, you know, 4-2 yesterday, I'm watching that thing, and the Flyers are dead at this point. It was a a, a, a Bemstrom goal on a power play, they're dead. Next thing you know, they get two goals in a minute, and they tie it. It was then 6-4. What happens? They get a goal to make it 6-5. It's 7-5, they get a goal to pull seven 7-6. They keep coming. And that's what they are. They're a young team that plays well for Tortorella. But the point is, they're making it too hard on themselves. I get what you're saying. You identify their strength as something that has been their weakness, which is surprising, but maybe they are better suited. And that puts a lot of emphasis on your goaltending then. Yeah. And you're going to have to make all these tough saves on odd man breaks if you're going to play this way. I don't think that'll be successful this week if they choose to do it. You have Vancouver, Seattle, Edmonton, and Calgary. Those are tough games. Two of those teams are elite, I think. Starting with Vancouver, if you start playing, you're going to get burned. They have too many good players.
3: I know, but do you really want to see him play the other way? I don't know. I'm bored. I, more, I, more than
0: anything else, I'm bored. where well, you want to be
3: entertained with Penguins hockey. That game yesterday, I'll sign up for forty of those. I, I always this topic comes up every year. I feel like we, we've all become brainwashed into being Mike Sullivan or an NHL coach. Like, oh, Penguins have to play better defensively. Keep the score down. Irresponsible. Be irresponsible. I was riveted to that game, unlike probably, I thought it was the most entertaining game of the season. It was 7-6. Give me more of that. Here's what I've been watching for the last month. The Penguins games from from the new year. 3-1, 4-1, 3-2, 3 3-2, 5-2, 3-2, 3-2, 3 3-2, 2-1, 5-2, 4-1, 2-1. And then we finally got to these straight games. Just, just stop. <clears throat> it, it's boring. And the Penguins aren't supposed to be boring. So would I rather have them go out to Vancouver and lose 2-1, to one, trying desperately to bottle up the Canucks while bottling up themselves? Or would I rather have a 7-5 loss? Sign me up for 7-5. I'm not coaching the damn team. Here, I want to be entertained. Your, here's your
0: problem with that. Sidney Crosby's line is the only line that's constantly producing, and it's because of Sidney Crosby. Period. Nobody else is playing at that level, and to expect a Malkin line to do it, he gives up routine chances anyway. 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 Right. But to expect. Anyway. Well, they're not scoring either. Whoever they have on that line, Drew O'Connor's done a good job, but you can't expect them or the third or fourth lines to do anything like that. So if what do you, you do? Open it you up go I'm into just, the four corners then, no, then we have to no. watch that. I'm saying you can still be responsible, but score on your friggin' I hate power play. How I don't about want score on your friggin' power play? I'm sick of the How about score on your friggin' Penguins? power play? <laughs> How about that? Finally, they I'm did sick twice. Of the that's where. That's penguins. the difference. Everything. When his obituary is written, if they don't make the playoffs, the coroner's report will say power play sucked.
3: You know what Cause else? It'll say Co- yes. It will. That's
0: true. And that's true. the reason. It We'd, puts too much emphasis on everybody else. You know The epitaph
3: will also be on this season underneath that, in italics on the gravestone. We tried to play responsibly. Get the hell out of here. Play the Penguin way. Try to score. Let them score, you score. Them score, you score. I want to be entertained. Okay, you gonna can win. be entertained. You know what? They're not, again, winning. They're not asking, winning the cup you're, anyway. You're making
0: it sound like they have a bunch of uh, uh, French connection lines behind the Crosby they have, line. They still have they enough. They don't. To, they
3: still have Carlson. They still have LeTang. Uh, that's a they power play. Have,
0: that's a power play. It's Now, if you're telling the defenseman to pinch all day, you're going to be exposed and good, lose. Good, good. Or you, or to, or you ex, might you win.
3: You want to be exposed lose. Or, or you lose. might win. That's They've, won five, they've lost 5-4. They've won 4-1. They've won 7-6.
0: Bob, here's the thing. They're not winning the cup no matter what. I want to be entertained. Okay. Entertainment hockey to me ramps up if you get to the playoffs. You got to get there. If you play this loosey goosey style that you suggest, it does not guarantee their power play is going to actually work. It means it your, worked yesterday. It, it worked yesterday only because uh, well, they, they decided to shoot the puck. Yeah. They're going to revert back just like you will revert back to eating, they're going to revert <laughs> back to what they do, well, no. which is. Pass, pass, perimeter, pass, 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 perimeter, pass, 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 pass.
3: I'm not talking about their power play. I'm
0: talking. I am. That's the whole key. Well, yeah. You know
3: what? You play this way, you get on power play more. You put more pressure on the other team instead of standing around in the neutral zone like pylons and having people skate around you anyway. And then having Sully talk about we need to be hard to play against and be responsible with the puck. If I hear that one more damn time,
0: Crosby had five points yesterday. Without that. He's the only one, I'm telling you. Yeah, you it tell was me, entertaining, wasn't it? They better get, you know, arrested. Now Here's another complicated problem. You have an injury to rust, which we don't know about. I know. Compiled with no Gensel. Now who's going to do your uh, up and down run? Time for po- Gino
3: to have a little run. Okay, well, he's at two goals in 22 games. Well, maybe now he'll go on a run. He looked a little bit more lifelike. No, he didn't. Yesterday he had no shots and no attempts, right? <laughs> Am I right about that, Bob?
0: If he did, I don't remember him. Um he needs, he needs. He needs to. He needs to do. He needs to take it. If you're going to sign him because you want this group to be better, those guys have got to produce more. Uh, I, oh my I'm god! I'm not suggesting, by the way, that you are wrong in your assertion here that they they shouldn't look to to be more. You know, when the time is right to, to press the offense. But what I'm saying is to expect this team minus Crosby, who who is going to do that on this team? Is there going to be your fourth line right now as constructed? No. Your third line? No. Is it going to be Malkin's line? Maybe, maybe not. You have two
3: elite offensive defensemen who can drive play, who can take chances, who can lug pucks down walls, who can jump into rushes or take it down the ice themselves. I, I've i sensed in the last week that there's been a little bit more of, of an opening of the spigots. I think Sully listened to this show last Tuesday and mapped out a strategy right after it. He might well have done it. I think he absolutely did. So you have Carlson, you have Letang. I mean, hopefully Gino can get it going a little bit at some point unless do you think he's just done? He didn't have a shot or an attempted shot in a 7-6 game. How is that possible?
0: Yeah, I don't know. O'Connor
3: can I play that know. way, but P- also Pustin, let me, let me, I think it's been really
0: good. He can play Another that way. Another thing from yesterday. Raquel, Raquel, you're not going to find the awful goaltending that you saw from Cal Peterson yesterday. you're right about he that. He was awful. He was what is torts doing? If he makes the change after the Penguins' fourth goal, that that's, hideous it, Bemstrom yeah. goal, that
3: they, they win that the was game.
0: as soft as you'll get. And the Raquel goal was not much better. He, he did not get from, over. You people from
3: the goal line on either
0: side of this guy. Because he's late getting over there.
3: He stinks is what he does. Why is he? What is Torts looking at, Bob?
0: Well, who who else does he have? I don't know. I mean, Carter Hart's out with – he's on his indefinite leave, and that's left them naked in goal.
4: This guy is horrible, Cal Peterson. His save percentage is eight sixty four. Nelly. They they went from having Carter Hart as the guy for the next ten to twelve years. He's never going to play in the NHL again. So they're kind of just left with Sam. What what is
0: the what is the latest on that whole situation? Uh, uh,
4: They're still they were all charged. Now they're just waiting for the legal. I mean, who knows if he'll
3: ever play again? But he ain't playing this year. That's for sure. Um, And this guy, this guy, Cal Peterson. That was the worst goaltender performance I have witnessed in an NHL game all Again, year, and Tortorella me, it let takes it, something away he from let the it Penguins ha- scoring seven goals because a lot of those. Were I do chibis. agree. I do agree with that. That's a salient point, Bob. I like the word.
4: Erson did play the day before too, so maybe they were just giving him a break for their next game, which is against Tampa.
3: I hear that, but man, you got a game to win, and it's very winnable, and you're going to let this guy uh, play like a sieve. I mean, he was—he was just god awful. I felt like every shot they took was going to go in no matter where so it was. So did I. And Clearing attempts did. from their own <laughs> zone, whatever did. it was.
0: I'm just saying there's a fine line there, and you, you you have to play it without playing it to the point where you cause your own death. And and that's a tough thing for well, them. Well,
3: their right. own death is probably imminent anyway. I just, you know,
0: l- listen. They, All right. they have a pretty good defensive team this year.
3: Yay. I want to watch entertaining hockey.
0: Where, where most where, where entertainment is that hockey is getting in the playoffs, and I still think they can do that. These games in hands are obviously very important, so is this trip. If you believe Dubas for what he said, he's going to use this trip to decide what he does at the trade deadline. Well, here's the thing,
3: Bob. Here's the thing. If they merely split on this trip, so they go to Vancouver, Seattle, Calgary, and Edmonton, there's eight points out there. If they get four of those eight points, then they come home for two, and they beat Columbus and Washington at home, guess what? Since the day Dubas spoke, they will have won six of eight games. Six so of
0: eight? So what do you think that makes them do?
3: Well, I'm not convinced. And, and you I'm also have co- to look at
0: what these other teams ahead of you are doing, too. If they keep winning, like Tampa and Detroit I know, but if the Penguins
3: win six of eight, it won't matter because they have games in hand. Even if the teams ahead of them play well. You, I'm
0: not, First of all, I'm not convinced. Well, the two games in hand are going to come this week on two of the teams, so they'll be down to two. Because well, they go. play four games in whatever it is, six days.
3: I'm not convinced Dubis doesn't already have his
0: mind made up, are That you? he is going to? Sell. Sell. Do you think
3: he has his mind made up or that he's legitimately? I think it legitimately... all depends on
0: whether or not Gensel is re- re- receptive to whatever new offer they make to him.
3: Well, now you might not be able to trade Rust if you were thinking along those lines. He has a yeah, no-movement clause. I know that, but those were made to
0: be broken, right? Yeah, looking back, they should have signed Gensel a year ago and not signed Raquel or Rust.
3: There's no looking back, Bob. There's only looking forward. Uh, I suggested and have many times on this show <laughs> that Jari is a prime trade
0: candidate. I wrote that a week ago I know, as well. Yeah, and, and I and I agreed as long as the price is right, if Joe Bloomquist is who they think he is, but that's a calculated risk too, because goaltenders, you never know what you're gonna get from them. Nadalkovich was the once point. the prize property of the Carolina Hurricanes. I know, that's the whole point. It. Now, is now that, he's regained it to some point. It's a very mercurial
3: position. Do you like that word? Yes, I do.
4: To add on to that, Elliot Friedman spoke on Saturday and he said among the goalies who've been in the the mentioning like the Markstroms and the Gibsons that one of the goalies in Pittsburgh has been added into that conversation. It would be well, Jari of people moving. You know, well, it f- might be Nedeljkovic
0: as a rental. Maybe, but Jari would be somebody who signed, sealed, and delivered for five years at a very good price. Right, and he's still young. You, and that'll get you a lot more than. But he's also signed, sealed, and delivered. And to me, we had all these questions. I think, and I we haven't gotten to a playoff game yet. To, to, to see what happens there, because he has not done what he's supposed to do. I don't know that other
3: people look at it the way we do with the playoffs. By the way, and I think there is something to it. He had the hideous playoff two years ago, but he was hurt
0: last year, right? Right. Or they didn't make the playoffs last no, year. the year before the year when they before. lost Game 7 to the Rangers and he came back and played. He was hurt that year. Right. That so, was Domingue, Louis Domingue.
3: Yeah, broccoli and what was it? Pork and uh, – Pork and broccoli, yeah. Spicy broccoli spicy, and pork. Yeah. Spicy pork and – oh, who the hell cares what it was? <laughs> he was uh, – Whatever it is, you're going to eat was it hurt. soon. <laughs> He's basically had one horrendous postseason. So I'm not sure if I'm another GM. I'm thinking, oh, that guy can't win in the playoffs. We're not gonna go get him. What I'm probably thinking is this guy's signed very
0: reasonably. Right. That's the attractive thing for me.
3: For a long time for a long at time. age twenty-eight, he has great career numbers. He wins a ton of hockey games. He's got a nine fifteen career save percentage. Mm. Let's go get him. And it's a goaltending the market for goalies is good right now. It's a it's a it's a goalie starved league, is what I mean by that. So So what would
0: you want in return? A real
3: player, a younger player, an impact player, and a first-round pick? I'm giving you a goalie.
0: I would want more. Tell me. I would want a current player who's playing well. I would want your number one pick, and I want one of your top prospects who's not playing mm. right now in the NHL. That's a lot.
3: That's that's how you get people around of- the league saying that the Gensel ask is ridiculous. But I would ask it, too. I would ask that.
0: You have to do that or else they're going to, you know. You start there. Right. But they're,
3: they're – See, here's the thing, Bob. The Penguins are portrayed as a team with no assets because of their future draft picks and because of their barren farm mm-hmm. system, pretty much barren. But they actually have right now, I don't know if they will next year or the year after that, right now, heading into this trade deadline, they have a bevy. Do you like that word? Bevy's always, uh, yes. It's good. It's a good word. Of, play, of the kinds of players that everybody wants who wants to win the cup. Good, proven NHL players. He's got tons of them. Why they can't make it work here, I don't know, but he's got tons of them. Are you speaking of Riley Smith? I'm speaking – and guys who have won cups. Riley Smith, Brian Rust, and then the other category of good NHL players who could help you, Tristan Jari, Marcus Pedersen, uh, Jake Gensel, another one who's won a cup um, – Lars Eller, Nedeljkovic could be marketable. I mean, Ryan Graves, unfortunately, if you could get somebody to take him off your hands, does not that's go into that category. Contract. That's a
0: long this contract. This guy's got
3: a laundry list of the exact kinds of players that teams that want to win the cup want right now and might be inclined to overspend for.
0: See, but that's what I look at. And if you don't take advantage so, me, of it
3: now, you you may never have that opportunity people, again. People
0: wonder about the asking price for Gensel. It should be extremely high. What I'm hoping for, if I'm the Penguins, is that this is a rental player, even if your your anticipation is not to sign him Who well, are you talking about? A- Gensel. Yeah. Any team that w- that feel – and look at the list of teams. Do you see one team that you can make a case for slam dunk should win the Stanley Cup? The answer is no. So there are a lot of teams that feel they're close. There are a lot of teams who feel that this is the time to act. So if Gensel, even if he's just a rental for your team, yeah, he brings – a bevy of playoff experience and goal production in the postseason. He has a point-per-game average in the postseason, and this is over a long stretch of time. I would want him just to help me get there, and for it, I'll give you a number one. I'll give you a lot for it.
3: Yeah, for Lindholm, that's a good example. The Canucks went out and got him, a guy they feel can can help push them toward a championship. They got a first-round pick. They got a 30-goal scorer from last year anyway, kid who mm-hmm. was struggling, a conditional fourth-round pick and a cap dump. But what you got was a real player and a first-round pick, and that's where it would need to start for me, right. like you said, for Jari or Gensel, right?
0: Yeah, but it's a, it's a tough thing. When he kept saying Dubas in his press conference, we need to get younger, Uh I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if that was a shot at the people in charge who who you know said we got to keep everyone together. Everybody has to stay. You can't do this. How do you get younger if you're not willing to to, to make some time. changes? Now's the time. But
3: because, you're also the mandate this year is to these, get to the playoffs. I know. Well, so y- it didn't work. So it's you not do over so yet, it's, Joe? It's, no. it's not over yet. Well, that's what Dubas has to decide. Is it not over yet? I, I don't because once March 8th passes. Then you got these rentals. Then you got a big contract with Gensel to sign. Pedersen's going to be 29 next year, after which he becomes a free agent. You have your both your goalies. What are you doing with Nedeljkovic after after the deadline? So have you did you ta- did you strike while the iron was hot, or did you did you operate on a pipe dream that you're still going to make a run for the cup this year? Claude Giroux when he was traded, uh, first round pick.
0: Owen Tippett was Owen a big Tippett. player for them.
3: So you got a first and a third and Owen and Tippett. Owen Tippett. Now you're That's talking.
0: That's Claude Giroux. Now you're talking. Who's, to me, washed up. Yes. I...
3: There you go. So I think this is a very critical time, I really do, in Penguins history. And maybe the worst thing the Penguins could do is split on this road trip and win both at home. What do you think Dubas is looking at? It will have been, Bob, eight games since he made his declaration that yeah you know, hey, basically prove it to me and I'll either add to the team or at least won't break it up so what do you think is the magic number that he was looking at cuz it will have been 8 games since he spoke they've won the first two they weren't pretty by any means
0: i i think you have to win three, you have to get 6 of the 8 points on this trip
3: and then you have two more at home against columbus and washington so total games will have been 8, total points, 16. 12 of 16 points and anything less doesn't work for you? What would you say?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what you I, – I think that's – yes. If I don't get 12, then I'm probably just on a treadmill going nowhere because you're not going to make up all that much ground on all these teams. So, some of these teams are going to get hot along with you.
3: I'm wondering if that's the worst
0: thing that could happen. They get 12 of 16. So you, so you think – it's fools gold to think they'll do anything in the playoffs.
3: Based on well you but kind of you, agree but, but based you, on these two wins but, against Montreal and Philly and then let's say they but, beat let's say they beat Seattle, Calgary, Columbus and Washington. That would be 12 of 16. All right, I'll keep you together. Maybe I'll even make an ad. Then the next games are at Boston and Edmonton and to me the danger is you'll be right back where where you started and you won't have have jumped on this when
0: you could. Okay. But you've seen enough hockey to know that Upsets happen more in playoffs for hockey than to me in any sport. For sure, you get all these low seeds that get hot at the right time. This team still has, to use your word, elite players at a lot of positions, and they are. They may not be as elite as they once were, but they are. Um, you don't think in a seven-game series they can come to life, knowing I do. that it may be one of their last opportunity to win a Stanley Cup, and somehow, some way, that leads them to a to a level of of play and emotion that carries them. I don't know. Maybe that's possible.
3: Absolutely, they could upset somebody. But the question for me is, could they make a legit run toward a cup? I don't think so. I really don't. And some of the elite players I talk about, I talk about them in the context of opening up games. Carlson I talk about, but but the reality is it hasn't worked here with Carlson. I don't know why Dubas intimated
0: that he's one of the core four. Why him? Would you look to move him? I would, if I can get a right price for him, and I may have to pick up some of that salary, and that's fine. I'll that do is it. the price to me. Is the cap room you get? Right. Um, yeah, I don't know.
3: I, I, I'd rather have it. I work. wonder then
0: what Sidney Crosby would think, or how much he, if he sees Gensel go and, and somebody else, Jari, whatever the case may be.
3: I think he'd be okay with the soft
0: because he's he does remit. not have a long term deal. He's coming up on an end of a. Contract. Did you see the
3: Rossi story last week? Yes. Do you believe that Sid is speaking from the heart there they basically sounded like hey they can make moves I'm I'm here
0: you know no, I, I think he probably is true yeah I think he loves it here I I know he loves it here I just my point is can he withstand if it's not a rebuild I don't know what you'd call it a retool uh, to me that's that's risky business for someone who's approaching you know 38 37
3: As, as risky or less risky than coming back with the same cast of old guys next Well, year. they're
0: the ones who doubled down on all of this. Right. They don't
3: have to triple down.
0: Okay, but you, by going through this process, you've tied yourself up in many ways.
3: That's my whole point. No, you haven't. And
0: this is your chance no. to untie okay, yourself. You gonna, it's what, a chance right gonna, now to untie what, yourself. Okay, give me what you're you, – you mentioned all these guys. What would you get for Riley Smith at this point?
3: It's not really necessarily about Riley Smith. A, he hasn't worked out here. He doesn't fit for whatever reason. It's not working. B, you're accumulating as many assets as you can. It's more about what a Brian Rust or a Gensel could bring you. It's more about what a Jari could bring you. What if you did decide to trade Pedersen? What if you decided to trade Carlson? It's about those guys. Then you throw in the, the Riley Smiths and the Lars Ellers, just because in Eller's case how long's he signed for
0: it can't be more than a year or two at the very most so
3: I, I don't know you just then then it's it's piling up even more assets although obviously for those two guys you're not getting huge return but you're getting return you're trying somehow to to come back next season with a younger team that can still win and we've pretty much reached the point where you have, at least have to have one eye on the future you have to
0: well, that's, that's what he is dealing with. He's a general manager who has to do both sides of this. It's hard to do it. You've said it many times with the Steelers. When you walk that middle of the road trying to be relevant every year, but yet trying to think about the future, it's hard to do that. Yeah. You have to pick a side in most cases. We'll see. By March 8th, we'll have a pretty good answer.
3: I mean, when you look at – I wouldn't mind having two first-round picks. Would you? Don't you think that would be a uh, good thing?
0: It depends on what's available in the first round. Uh, some of the, like, you know, if you get lucky enough to have a, a deep draft at certain, I, I, everything I've read about this, and I don't know, I'm just basing on people that write about this stuff, that it's not that deep of a, you know, generational type. You It may take how many years for some of these guys to get up. I right. I, just, I just look at the Penguins and there's people we used to talk about all the time who can't seem to get here. Uh, and they were high-end, you know, Sam Poolin. I thought... Based on that, what they said when he was drafted, that he was going to be a 30-goal scorer up here eventually, and that eventually would be before now, you know, and it's not happening.
3: Well, if you can somehow get in the top 10 or 11, 12 picks, that's not a bad thing.
0: Like, I would rather have prospects who I think are emerging. Yeah. In other words, I'm going to look at your system, and it's a good system, and I see some guys down here, you're deep enough to deal with one of them that you could lose or two, and I'll take those. I want to see guys – who already have been drafted and somewhat developed as opposed to pure draft picks.
3: 412-928-9370. South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Fiat brings us the 50-minute mark on the fan. Uh, That's Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. Bob, coming up next, why don't we move over to the Pirates for a moment? I thought there was some encouraging news over the weekend regarding them and some discouraging news for them within the division. Why don't we talk about that? We can. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Joe, very kindly. Fan weather. Bob has a showdown at noon. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks, partly cloudy throughout the day. And a high of 62. You know who warned me about Ryan Graves, Bob? Our friend Nelly. Nelly did, yes. Charlie Bourgeois. He knew. How did you know, Nelly? What did you see last year from Ryan Graves to when I said, boy, the Penguins made a good signing here?
4: You said, no, they didn't. I I did not. uh, Because I saw Ryan Graves the last two and a half years with the Devils. And he was borderline unplayable. Uh, Why would they sign him
0: then to that kind of contract?
4: I don't know. I I really don't know. I saw the six years, and um, I I literally chuckled that he got six years because I know the Devils were looking at bringing him back, but they, from what I was hearing, two years at the max. Mm.
3: Mm. I mean, those are some smart hockey people that Tom Fitzgerald's as good as it gets, although he needs a goalie. And a new coach. Maybe a new coach, too. Yeah, are they going to make the playoffs? No. Nellie, why not? Are they going to get a goalie? If
4: they get a goalie, are they going to make the playoffs? No. Absolutely not. You said that the Devils are ahead of the Penguins. You have absolutely nothing to worry about in any way, shape, or form with the New Jersey Devils.
0: He's just a bitter fan, Bob. He's lost faith in his Devils. It's Although they have some good young talent. there. They team.
4: have great young talent, but it's they, they just... They've given up the first goal of the season, 72% of their games this year. They're on pace to set the record in that. Hmm. They have no goaltending. Yeah, it's just It's ugly. One of those I things. know.
3: And yet they're ahead of the Penguins, although Penguins do have games in hand. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks, partly cloudy throughout the day and a high of 62. What a wonderful day for golf, Bob. I have a tee time for me and you at 220.
0: Well, you'll be by yourself. I'll be at work. Call in One day. Oh, I ask you to do that a lot, and you won't in the morning. Why don't you do that? Ron's gone. He used to get mad when I played golf. Yeah, but then who fills in? You're not here.
3: Yeah, who cares if I'm not here? (laughs) Meantime, the Good Feet Store. Speaking of golf, you've heard me many times talk about the joints of the big toes of my feet and how for many years, it's one of the reasons I quit pickup basketball, The other reason being uh, the torn Achilles against Pony in a three-game series where I was leading one game to none and about to clinch the series in game two. That's beside the point. The good feet store has helped alleviate the pain I was feeling all those years. I mean, it's a drag. You want to start a new exercise regimen. You want a little weekend warrior stuff. And your feet hurt, whether it's needles in your heel, whatever, Uh, pain and burning in the balls of your feet. It's discouraging, I think is the best word. And it was for me. I hated it and I got misdiagnosed a bunch of times. Well, what has worked to help alleviate this pain is good feet, arch supports designed to provide pain relief, balance, comfort. They they fit in my shoes. I don't have to go out and buy special shoes, anything like that. It's customized. They design it for me. It has worked for me. It could work for you. I went to the Robinson Town Center store across from Ikea. There's also one in Cranberry Township, Route 19 North, next to Walgreens. You can check it all out at goodfeet.com. Come on in and try the Good Feet feeling today. Comfort, energy, performance, and pain relief at the Goodfeet store.